You are listening to the Struggling Beautifully podcast. Don't forget, whatever stage of life you're walking through or sometimes stumbling, it's important to look above and anchor yourself to the one who controls it all. The best part of life is finding your people, people who walk with you through the fire. That's what we're here for. Daily inspiration, burning questions answered, and how to always look above. I'm Brooke. And I'm Peyton. And we are Struggling Beautiful. Today, we are jumping right into our burning questions series. Um, this first question had to do a lot with relationships. You guys asked a lot of questions on relationships. Um, so I guess I'll let you in to knowing that our next season is going to be all about relationships because there are so many intricacies to this question um, that we didn't feel like we could cover it all in one episode. Um, so today the question was, what does the Bible say about relationships and how do you behave in them? Um, so there are three topics that go into relationships. There's a friendship, there's dating relationships and a marriage relationship. So we're going to kind of just dive into that and um, tell you guys about what we have found um, in scripture. And yeah, so Brooke, do you want to start? So I definitely feel like um, the biggest relationship that you'll, you know, especially in like where, you know, you're at Peyton and um, a lot of, I know the people that listen are probably in different stages in relationships. Um, so I'm going to, first, I'm going to talk about friendship. Um, and friendship is such a, a valuable thing. Um, but it's also super important to make sure that we are biblically rooted in what we expect in our friendships. Um, and I know that Peyton and me and you have kind of been through similar, um, similar circumstances where, you know, we really put all of our eggs in a basket is what I could say, or really valued and trusted people that maybe were not the ones that we really should be putting our trust in. So um, I found something interesting a long time ago, I was listening to um, 106.9 and Beth Moore had said something and I was like, oh my gosh, that really, really sticks, sticks to me. Um, and it, she said that nothing can fill your heart like Christ. Nothing, nothing can fill your heart like Christ. And if you think friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, significant other, whatever, can fill that void or fill that hole, you're going to be disappointed. People are going to disappoint you. They just are. Families, family can disappoint you. Friends will disappoint you. Disappoint, disappoint you. <laughs> um, your husband, your wife, they will disappoint you, but Christ is not going to disappoint you. He is the one that is the, the rock. Like he will keep you steady. Um, and that we should strive to build our relationships on that foundation with Christ. Like your focus should be your relationship with Christ. And once your relationship is focused on Christ, whatever relationship, I'm specifically talking about friendships, then all the other solid relationships that you, sh- that you long for, whether that be a solid friend or a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever. All of those relationships will be solid and substantial because they will be from God, not through who we want. Like I can be like, oh, I want to be super cool and super popular. And I want to have all these super cool friends and do all these super cool things. But honestly, that's like our viewpoint. That's like what we believe that we want. And God has a whole different plan for our lives than that. And if you fall into that want and that desire of your heart, of our human heart to be 
cool and popular and have a, an abundance of friends, then you're looking at a relationship totally wrong from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bible specifically warns us. It says that you do not need a ton of friends. You just need solid ones. So I always say quality over quantity. And Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's that's showing you God. God is a friend that's closer than a brother. That's the person that should be in your heart. Um, so that was one of the, I have a lot of other things, but I'll let you, you know, take over from there, Peyton, if you want to add anything to that. The big thing that I want you to pull from that is that your relationship with God is number one. Your relationship with Christ is number one and everything else flows from that. So if you are not rooted in a relationship with Christ, then more likely than not, your relationships that you have are not going to be rooted in Christ. And that's where destruction happens. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally attest to that in my life, but, um, also adding to what Brooke said, um, having the base of all your relationships being Christ is so important. And I found evidence of that. I think it's kind of crazy. I just got back from a retreat the other day, and this is a lot about what we were talking about. Um, Brooke was talking about like saying, Hey, that you want a lot of friends or you want to be cool. Um, we were talking about how, um, basically we should first be looking to Christ and because things of this world fall away and they crumble away. So by finding your friends in Christ and looking to him, he's going to bring people in your life that are going to affect you and bring change and reflect him. Um, so the verse that I cling to was, um, Proverbs 27 verse 17, and it says iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I think it's really important, um, to find friends who reflect Christ and start to grow you. Because I know from my experience um, in my past, a lot of times people do leave you and it leaves you hurt and broken. um, And there's not a lot of growth. Um, And I've noticed this, like I've made a lot of new friends and they love the Lord just as much as I love the Lord. And they challenge me. And you are a lot of what you surround yourself by. I'm um, so what you surround yourself by. Yes, exactly. I mean, negativity is the devil and the enemy, and he finds your weaknesses and exploits them. And yes. so, if that is like I, I had, I mean, I've went through uh, many, many friendships, um, and I truly believe that those people were put in my life to get me to where I'm supposed to, where mm-hmm. I was supposed to be, and like. I, I think back to two of my very best friends um, and like they were in my wedding. They were just people that I absolutely adored. And I mm. honestly, through everything, I still adore them. Like I still love them. And it's because I love them because Christ loved me and Christ loves me and my ugliness and dirtiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the devil definitely used a, the situation that I was in to really try to pull me down. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. And this is not saying that if your friends don't believe in Christians, not to be friends with them, like, no, that's not what it is. God tells us to love everyone and he can use even unbelievers to grow you and your faith. Um, but I do think there is something that comes with having friends who love Christ because when you're at your lowest, I've been alone for a very long time. And when it comes to spiritual things, 
I could only lean on my sister and my mom, which is nothing bad. Like I love my friends, even who don't believe in God, like they are such an important part of my life, but there's something about the friendships I've recently made where yesterday they they came around me. I was struggling with something and I've never really spoken that out loud to people. And they just put their hands on me and prayed for me. And you can see Christ reflect in those friends. And there's something that is so amazing and beautiful about that that like I don't even have words for honestly it's such a beautiful thing because you love the Christ you see in them and they love the Christ they see in you and that's what holds you together because we're humans and make you yes and we're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna get mad at each other but if you have Christ first in your heart all of that can go to rest because you find love joy patience all of that all the fruits of the spirit in each other and you love each other and if you're striving to be like this verse iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another we can build each other and those friendships are lifelong relationships that are going to hold because christ doesn't fade yeah i don't well i want to say one more thing on a on um friendship is that you know peyton peyton made a good point she said that her her friends her that are not believers are just as important. And that is so true. We are called as Christians to love. And I think that's where we're really struggling in in the world today is that we don't love each other. And Mm -mm. if we're going to be Christians and followers of Christ, and if we're going to proclaim that that's who we are, then we are to love everyone, no matter good, bad, or ugly that the person has in their heart, we have to love them. But something that I found really interesting and looking through like what a and it was interesting because I've never actually fully looked at what the Bible talks about, as, uh, the importance of a friendship. And for the first time when I was reading this, I blatantly saw my the, my two best friends, you know, the, the girls that I just have completely fallen in love with. And honestly, they're, they're, or I wouldn't even say girls. I would say the two families that my husband and I have completely fallen in love with. Um and they, it's like I was reading about them in the Bible. But the big thing that I've noticed is that um, one thing I read about was in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, do not be deceived by bad or do not be deceived. Bad company ruins morals. And that's so true because I know from experience with my husband, we had friends that were partiers and were you know, all of this, all the things that as a Christian, I should not have been, but because of being in a relationship with those people, it was easy to accept what they were doing and then therefore conform to being that because that was what was cool or what everyone was doing. And it took really God, like put me on my knees and saying, this is not who you are. And this is not representing me. And in order for that to happen, I lost something that I thought then was my whole life. I was like, oh my gosh, I have nobody. But then I really looked and that really made me come to the uh, place where I was listening to podcasts, reading books. And I found through that the love of Christ. And I found through that, that Peyton and my mom and my stepmom were my best friends. My husband were my best friends. And that's really who I needed. And then through that, I went through, you know, a lot trying to get pregnant with my little girl and then really leaning on God. And I, I was, I was actually just holding this because Peyton got it for me. Um, and I was holding it and I was like, 
this represents so much to me because it's my prayer trigger. And I learned my prayer trigger through that whole experience. So I really truly believe that everyone that's in your life is important, but you really need to have a foundation of like really true followers of Christ that are going to look at you and be like, you're being silly. Like what you're doing right now is not smart and it is not glorifying God. Mm -hmm. And you were wrong. And the first time one of my best friends told me that I was like, Whoa, all right. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. And SCA, we call that our core team and it's your group of people who you can depend on to tell you straight what is happening and what they see in you, but in a loving way, like don't just go around and be like, you're wrong. You are but, wrong. Yeah. yeah. But in a loving way. Um, so that's like really good to find. Um, and like Peyton said, we will go into way more depth of this whole idea of relationships again, but we just wanted to quickly answer your question yes. on what you should be looking for in your friendships. If you, if mm-hmm. your friend is not raising you up and holding you accountable to what you are what God has destined for you to do, then they're really probably not your true friends. And that's scary. Yeah, it is because most of the people that you have in your life are probably not fabulous friends. Not that they're not fun and not that they're not exciting to hang out with, but if you can't look at them and be honest with them and they can't look at you and be honest with you and what your expectations are in a relationship, then they're not somebody that you really should be putting all your eggs in a basket with. Yeah. And we were learning about, um, on the retreat the other day, we were learning about the 10 lepers who were healed. Um, and this is going back to having faith and taking that scary step of understanding that this is, it's hard to, to not necessarily leave people, but understand the distance that needs to be there in order to guard your hearts, which is the next thing we're going to be talking about because it's scary and you love them because they're fun to hang out with. But ultimately your main focus should be on Christ. And sometimes God has you do hard things. Like this podcast isn't a very easy thing to do because it's scary, but it's the step that God is telling you that you need to take. And he told these lepers, they were like, they're calling out for help. And they're like, Lord, please heal us. And he said, okay, go present yourselves to the priest. So all 10 of them go walking to the priest and they're, they begin to be healed, but only one who was a Samaritan. If you know anything about Samaritans, Samaritans and, um, Israelites and Jews, they do not get along. They don't speak. He turned around and he ran back to Jesus's feet and he worshiped him and thanked him. But it was only through his faith and taking that step that he was healed. The rest of them went on without God. We don't necessarily know if they stayed healed or what happened to them, but we know that that one came back and praised God. So you're going to take this step and it's going to be hard. And oftentimes we sit there and we pray and we're like, Lord, just fill me with happiness and like make me happy before I do this. But sometimes, please. Yes. But sometimes God is like, take that step first and I will be there with you every step of the way. And I will prevail everything that you're going through, going through with you. Yes, exactly. And just having that faith in Christ and keeping your eyes focused on him also goes into dating relationships because sometimes we are so built into, oh my gosh, this guy's cute. This guy's cute. I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Everyone else has a boyfriend. Everyone else has a girlfriend. And that becomes the desire of your heart and it's not Christ anymore. And, and sometimes we were also learning about this. All of this has just happened yesterday. It all is kind of tying into this is that, um, 
when our focus is on the world and our gratitude is in the world, we lose our sight of Christ. And we are not as grateful towards him because we are chasing after this thing and we are never satisfied in the world. Even if that's a relationship, even if you're like, oh, I love God. If this becomes your idol, that's what you're chasing after. Just like the lepers, they were chasing after being accepted and they didn't come back to Christ. That one man was chasing to be healed. He saw that he was in need um, and he turned back and he went to praise Christ. The same thing with relationships. If you're looking to praise Christ and everything you do, all your relationships, especially dating relationships and marriage relationships, when he brings them to you, it'll be so evident and you won't lose sight of him. And me and my mom were talking about that, but being able to guard your heart is another important thing. In Philippians four, it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ, in Christ Jesus. So the peace that God gives you from keeping your eyes on him will help you guard your hearts. Cause that is not an easy thing to do. Um, it's not. And Song of Solomon actually talks about do not awaken love until it's ready. And that is so important because if you awaken that desire and the longing to be, and I know in society that trust me, I have been there. I desired to be loved. I wanted so badly to be loved by somebody because I knew that I had so much love to give. And through that, I became a person that was seeking the satisfaction of a man. Mm -hmm. And I lost sight of who I was as a strong believer in Christ and who I was as a woman in general, because I submitted to people that I was not supposed to be submitting to. And um, whenever I met my husband, it was, I remember walking in and I came into the house and I think Peyton you were asleep you were you were younger then you were still in middle school I guess then whenever yes. I was back when uh, I didn't like Ben <laughs> yeah I know um and I walked into the house and sat down with um my stepmom and I had I talked to my mom already you know as well and I was like I'm gonna marry him that's my husband and it was, it was the most amazing thing. And so whenever, and that's another, another story for another day, but whenever we sat down with our preacher um, that was going to marry us, he said something and it was so valuable to our relationship. And it was the image of a um, triangle. And he said, God's at the top of the triangle and you two husband and wife are at the bottom corners. And you cannot get closer to each other unless you get closer to Christ. And the closer you get to Christ, the closer you're going to get together. And that is something that is so true. Um, and it was something I have, I had many points about dating because listen, I went through the good, the bad, and the super ugly. <laughs> and I, it was, it was not good, but the number one idea about dating is to date, to know your spouse. Mm -hmm. And something that was interesting that I thought about whenever I was thinking about dating to know your spouse and, or dating to get to know someone in the potential of it being your spouse. I'm not just going any, meeny, miny, mo. Woo, you're cute. I like your shoes. I'm going to date you. No. Cutie. It's yeah. It's not about that. It's like, oh, let me look at your heart. And mm, that's uh, hard. yeah. Oh, it's so hard. And the, the interesting thing is that the hope, the goal and the hope of dating is to be married, is to find your spouse, is to find your person, is to find your um, companion is what the Bible calls um, 
Abe to Adam as Abe was Adam's companion. And, um, but not every relationship that you're in is going to end in marriage. It's just not like you're the, the first boy you date may not end in marriage, but that relationship is meant for a purpose. And it might be that it's meant to further your character or to teach you a lesson, or it might just be somebody that's there for a season that the Lord was like, Oh, you know, this person, this person needs this person for just this moment. Um, so that's why you have to be so protective of your heart and so comfortable with who you are so that you're not putting all of who you are into somebody else that may not be your spouse. Yeah. Like there's the image of having, um, two, you have a blue piece of construction paper and a red piece of construction paper and you glue them together. You wait a couple months, a couple years, maybe a year, maybe two years. Some relationships may go on for a long time and you're thinking, Oh, this is the person I'm going to marry. But then whenever you, if that's not the person that God has in your life and you pull those two pieces of paper together, I mean, pull them apart, there's going to be some of the red paper on the blue and some of the blue paper on the red. So that's why you have to pay attention to your heart and guard your heart is because every person that you're in a relationship with is going to be a part of your life. They are going to be on your paper. Mm -hmm. And so then you have to present that paper to your husband one day and say, here's my paper. Here's all these colors of the rainbow that I let people have my heart and I let people come into my heart and on a different note, come into my life sexually, maybe. And that is what you're going to have to present to your husband and your husband's going to have to be like, whoa, (laughs) you know, and that is huge. So I really think that what Peyton said was major. You really have to protect your heart and you really have to take dating seriously and give it considerable thought and care and respect because like I said don't any mini money mo and pick some some random person off the street because that's yeah. somebody that you could potentially give your heart to yeah and then you have to share that heart with your husband and I don't know about you but I want to give as much as my heart to my husband as I can I want to be able to come to my husband or in y'all's case come to my husband and say here is all of my heart yeah here it is it's yours Yeah. And that comes with also by guarding your heart and, and dating to get to know them in anticipation of you might marrying them. That doesn't mean date them like you're married. That doesn't mean to, um, to just give all of you, like that's very hard to do. And, um, in Deuteronomy 11, 16, it says, take care, lest your hearts be deceived and turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Gods could be this relationship, this idol that you have and this seeking because in our DNA, we are searching for love. That's just who we are because we're always searching for God, our creator. That's just engraved in our DNA. And so by searching for that love, it is so easy for your heart to deceive you and to try to give it to someone who you're dating. So dating to get to know this person, you have to set boundaries and yes. And if it's a random person who's not going to be leading you in this direction, you can't get into that because it's going to get so much harder to guard your heart because they're not going to be guarding theirs and they're not going to be trying to guard yours. And at that point, it's a hard, it's a hard road and it's hard to turn back because you know that your heart is going to be attached to theirs at this point and it's going to be detrimental and it's going to hurt. Back in the day, um, early in the Bible, there were many relationships and those relationships were left to the instruction of God. And mm-hmm. they were 
they were actually arranged by God. And the first example I came to was Isaac and Rebecca. The reason that they even became married or anything was because God sent a revelation to um, Abraham's servant. And that's how they became, that was how they became a thing. Can you imagine if that happened now? Right. Like if you really trusted God so fully that like it was no doubt in your mind that that person was who you were supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. Like we, I feel like that's what one of the hardest things is now is that we don't, there's so Mm -hmm. many fish in the sea. Right. And we don't know, like, I mean, hello, my husband was in a whole nother country when I was in college, Australia, I had to go all the way to Australia to find my husband, but God knew that, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just so it's, if you trust and it all goes back into trusting God's sovereign plan, he has got you. And it's so Mm -hmm. hard to trust people because I know people, I am the world's worst at trusting people. Ask my husband about me having to trust somebody to put my child into daycare with. I (laughs) struggle with trusting people, but the best thing for you, and this is going to be one of my last points, because I could go on and on and on about this forever, is that you, the biggest thing that you need to do is you need to be picky you need to set standards and you need to pray about your spouse or mm-hmm. pray about your a person that you're supposed to be with. Um, and the biggest thing I think that we should look for is character. You have yes. to look at character because Proverbs 10, nine said that whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his way crooked will be found out. So you have got to look deeply at the character and the integrity of the person that you're spending time with because and that goes to friendships too because Mm -hmm. you don't want somebody in your life that is going to be a negative influence on you and make you have another piece of color paper on your paper to hand to your spouse like really really set those standards high for the person that you're going to give your heart to because it is the worst thing to give your heart to somebody and to give your all to somebody and it be completely destroyed Mm -hmm. that would be my ending that would be the last thing I say drop mic yeah, I totally agree with that. That was that's was actually a really good note to end on. It's just to guard your hearts and to keep your eyes focused on Christ and he will bring it to you. You don't have to chase after this. Women, we need to know that God says whoever finds a wife finds a good thing. Men are to find you. Yes, right? You need to be chased. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't like tell them that you think they're cute, but like God's <laughs> going to bring them in your direction, okay? So guard your hearts. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I have. That's all for now. Um, I could talk about this for ages. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, hope you guys stay tuned. Um, and have a great week, a great one. Let's start this Monday and this week. Yeah. Good notes. Sit Jesus right beside you. Let Jesus take the wheel. I'll sing the Carrie Underwood song for us. Just kidding. I'm all, I'm not musically gifted. We're going to loop into the end of that one. listening to the struggling beautifully podcast we are so glad to have you join us on this journey don't forget to follow our instagram and our tiktok at struggling beautifully pod so you can see when we upload new episodes every monday as well as be filled with daily encouragement 
and scripture. You can also leave questions in our DMs as well as in a form linked in our Instagram bio. Thank you again, your host, Peyton and Brooke.